from Television City in Hollywood. Boy, the way Glenn Miller plays. Welcome to All in the Podcast. We have Alex Hajar. It's me as always. Yes. You don't need to introduce but me. But we have a special guest star today. Christina Kurgle. Is that how you say your last name? It's Sergal. It's Sergal? I don't know how to say it. I'm I was sorry, pronouncing my name go. the wrong way in slow motion, and it just made me so happy. <laughs> I love when people give it a hard C. Well, okay. <laughs> I think it's because my last name has a hard C. Yeah. I think it's because most... Is it Sergal? It is Sergal, but it's not like... Are you, you would never telling me the truth? No, it really <laughs> no, is. You would never look at the spelling of it and pronounce it that way, though. Okay, okay. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, She's hilarious. I'm a Cancer. Okay, I'm a Gemini. Alex, what are you? I'm a Capricorn. I'm like gay. Okay. <laughs> You're the one just talking about a hard C. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> True. Just a young gal trying to make it in these tough streets. How long have you lived in New York? Um, my whole life I grew up on Long Island. Oh my god. And now I live in Brooklyn in bed Okay. Uh, with my sister. Okay. Alex, how long have you been in New York? Shut up. We're not going to do this. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Gus, how long have you been in New York? I don't know. My whole life. No, um, so we just watched episode three of the second season, which is the flashback where Mike meets Archie for the first time. Which is such a fun episode. I feel like everyone was kind of waiting for this episode because I feel like it a is lot a of, really fun episode, right? And I yes. feel like a lot of times people are always like, "How did this happen? How did this situation happen?" And I think it was like probably like a fan service kind of episode. Yeah, because their relationship like makes no sense. Why is he? Yeah, yeah, but also like that's so, like a huge point of conflict throughout the whole series. Right, it's just the two of them butting heads. It was. And very, I also I think yeah. the episode also leaves a lot to be desired. I think there's a lot like we never know how the issue is resolved because they end up getting into another huge fight by the end of the episode. <laughs> and right. Like, I mean, it just I think cuts we away. kind of can guess how it's resolved. Like I feel like Edith is the reason it gets resolved. Yeah, she's like, shut up. She's just like, do it for me, Archie. Yeah. <laughs> I never, um, but I feel like she's used that line in every episode. Like, I never ask for anything. Never, but then it's like, yeah. wait, flashback to. Flashback to last week where you asked for a lot, Edith. <laughs> you asked for a whole lot. I know, she's so demanding. Uh, what a bitch. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, okay, so let's just recap what goes on in this. So it's it's the first year anniversary of, of Mike and Gloria. They're having Chinese food. They have an argument about Archie using the word chinks, typical. Then they flash back to when they first met. They, he sits down, Mike sits down, he doesn't want to meet him, blah, blah, blah. Mike is dressed like the hippies oh. in the episode we saw back in season one. Like, oh, he has, yeah. like, a tie-dye shirt on, like, the peace symbol. A horseshoe necklace. Yeah. yeah, it was, like, ugh. And then, like, knee-high, like, fringe boots, fringe. a la, like, and I mean, he's ugly. Like, he's just ugly as he always is. Like, and the yeah. beard, I, and then, I think they added, like, a gap tooth to him. Did he get his teeth fixed in that year? Because, like, I'm convinced his teeth were further apart. And they also, I think, added a unibrow. Or am yeah. I just going crazy? I don't know. I, you, you, <laughs> I was seeing a lot of more hair. More hair and more teeth, like, spread yeah. apart. A deep V. Seeing. A deep V. A deep, deep V. More hair. Again, more and more hair. Also, we really ignored the fact that, like, Gloria was dressed like a weird child prostitute. Wait, they're in queens, right? <laughs> they're like, like a porcelain doll. They're like, in yeah. queens. She had, Why like, is she dressed she was, going, yeah, yeah, she had, like, pigtails, like, little cowgirl boots. She looks like, like she's getting dressed to the, go to the rodeo. She looks like Lady Gaga promoting Joanne. I can't, like, you know what I mean? Like, I can't do it. You could tell that they were like, okay, how are we going to make this bitch look like yeah. a, a, a year or two younger and they just like they're like let's give, let's give her pigtails everyone had a and costume change boots. everyone had a costume change in that flashback except, except Archie. for Archie yeah same outfit same hair the hair they didn't even touch up the hair at all no. it was the same weird 
he was he needs a haircut. I think he needs to get a haircut at this point of the season. I think he's getting busy. And then what do they do? Even Edith looked slightly younger, which I was like weirded out yeah. about. They did something to her hair too. Something with her hair. Something. Um, She's more sprightly. They get into a fight. Mike leaves. Uh, and then he's trying to call. He's trying to call Gloria. And then Archie keeps hanging up the phone. Then Archie eventually lets him back in because Edith is like, please, Archie, do it for me. I never asked for much. And then he comes in. They sit down. They have another argument over baseball. And then they just scream, scream, scream. And at that point, the information is revealed that like they're going to get married and that Mike is planning on living with them for four years, which is like just a bomb they drop. And then it's like over. Yeah, and that's more or less right. the episode. There's definitely needed like a part two, right? Yeah, like there was no like everyone was just like, okay, I guess that's what's gonna happen. Right. This like weird dusty man that just walked in for dinner is gonna live. With dusty. Him. <laughs> he just looked dusty, like a little layer like of dust over him. I would never. I mean, <laughs> I think the only reason Archie lets it all happen is because like he mentions early on in the episode that Gloria's other boyfriends have been trash. But, but the other boyfriends <laughs> he cites are like like boy quote unquote boyfriends yeah, she, she had when she was twelve. Right. Yeah. And he and he makes fun of. He's like, oh, that loser with the nosebleeds and she's like yeah. he was 12 years old dad well maybe like maybe i'm just saying like maybe the issue isn't mike maybe the issue is gloria just picking trash yeah i mean and sh- i mean she also makes it clear that the issue is that archie is jealous that his daughter and his wife are fussing over this one guy who turns out to be kind of a fucking loser he's, I mean, just, he's an asshole i mean like let's yeah, let's is. be real like i'm not i'm not entirely against archie in this episode like, no mike absolutely is fucking not. terrible no he's kind of like one of those annoying like hipster activists like in the modern day right yeah he's just like trying to be contrary and like turn everything into like a political debate it's like can we just like eat our fucking duck yeah. can we eat her roasted duckling <laughs> right and like let's be real like you know my my boyfriend is very liberal like he worked on a hillary clinton campaign and the first time he met my parents i'm like listen my parents are conservative they're gonna try to be on their best behavior tonight but if they say anything oh my God. ridiculous did you have pigtails when this happened yeah. Yes, I do. And I'm like, and, if and I say, if they say anything ridiculous, please just like put it in your mouth. Like, don't say anything, whatever. And like, he knew, obviously. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. And of course, like the first 20 minutes we're there, my dad is talking about the gooks who live next door and how my dad wants to take a <laughs> Did bazooka. Did he literally say gooks? I'm not I'm because not they mentioned gooks in this. I'm episode. not exaggerating. Yeah. Okay, he used that that's exact some crazy word. shit. Okay. And he's like, like saying how he wants to take a bazooka and take out all of them because they're all here illegally because they don't speak English. Like this is like the first hour that he is at my house. Oh my god, yeah. and, and that's so funny. And that's the thing we all bite our tongues like mortifying. All, yeah, all of us in those situations, we're all just like, like this sucks, and then you laugh about it later, like on the drive home. But fucking Mike was Ooh. like. But Mike also looks at it from the perspective of, like, I have to live here for four years. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't that's just, what, like, It was a serious done. thing, yeah. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to meet her parents, and then we're, it's fine, we'll have our own place. It was like, fuck, I have to live with this man for four years. It's going to be crazy. Um, I do agree with Archie this episode, just because I don't like using chopsticks either. I'm just going to say it. I know. I'm, I'm like, really just going to admit it. No, they really, like, everybody fucking blacklists you if you ask for a fork at a Chinese restaurant. Right. And it's like, I'm sorry. I don't know how to use chopsticks. I'm not good at it. No one has ever taught me. This is a skill that I've learned by myself. And I'm also and I'm not, not going to pretend. It. Like, I'm not going to pretend. No. Like, I'm sorry. And even, like, the people that work at that restaurant, when you ask for a fork, they're just like, yeah, sure. They don't give a fuck. It's all the other white people on that table that are like, oh, really, guys? You can't use like, chopsticks. So I agree with Archie is what I'm saying. Yeah. Archie has a point sometimes. Not about all the other things he said about Chinese people, but about <laughs> chopsticks 100% on board. <laughs> Well, I think that's what makes him somewhat redeemable is that every now and again, there's a nugget of truth behind what he's saying. Uh, like right. underneath the rubble of the bigotry 
there is something true something where like, or something yeah. relatable to what he's saying, which is why you hear audiences laughing at him, even though the audience is presumably liberal and presumably the audience right. is like laughing at how ridiculous and how insane the shit that's coming out of his mouth is. Um, I think part of the reason they're laughing is because there's something relatable behind a lot of what he says. Right. I just like imagine if this was on the air now though, because it's like there would be so many like think pieces written like, Oh, right. Thought catalog would explode. Yeah. The Huffington Post would be... <laughs> the Huffington the Post. Charts. The subreddits. Oh, my God. I mean, look at Roseanne. We yeah. can talk about yeah. Roseanne. We didn't talk about Roseanne enough last... Like, look at Roseanne. Mm-hmm. One Trump-supporting comment, and, like, everyone was like, Roseanne has changed. And I'm like, okay, everybody... Let's calm down. I mean, Roseanne, her, like, the person, the real person, like, Roseanne Barr is a fucking lunatic. Right, but we knew that from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean... Coming from the woman that sang the national anthem and grabbed her crotch for like two minutes And spit. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? Didn't you see that? Have you ever seen that video? It's like in the early 90s. In the early 90s. This was during like season three or four of Roseanne. When it was like number one in ratings, she she did the national anthem and she like grabbed her crotch during it. at At a baseball game, yeah. And she... I mean, she sang it terribly because the running joke is that, like, Roseanne has one of the worst, most grating sandpaper dildo in your ear voices yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, nah. And exactly. So she, like, sang it terribly. And, like, she, you could tell that she was, aff- she was, uh, it yeah. was affective. Like, she was deliberately performing it badly and being mm-hmm. as shrill as possible. And then she ended the song by grabbing her crotch and spitting. And she said later on in an interview that she was doing a parody of a baseball player. But, I mean. That probably, it didn't right. read that way, Roseanne. Absolutely, Yeah. <laughs> That was like the network's way of like, let's, um, you're number one in the ratings right now. Let's find a way to get out of this. But that didn't stop Donald Trump from calling her after the reboot aired and congratulating right. her. Whereas Colin Kaepernick that? is called a son of a bitch and... and yeah. I yeah. mean, okay. I find the whole Roseanne thing fascinating because so many people watched. Like, 26 million people watched that premiere. Yeah. Because the original Rose, the original Roseanne was groundbreaking for its time, right? And it's something that like, and it was so liberal. What was crazy so, about so, the ratings so was they were like, why did so many young people tune in? And they completely un- underestimated all the Nick at Night bullshit. Yeah, because like so many people grew up with it that mm-hmm. like didn't watch it when it aired originally, but grew up with it eventually through like the early two thousands, and were like, I love Roseanne. It's great. I used to watch it on Nick at Night all the time. And they completely underestimated those people on top of the people that wanted to come back and watch it because they watched the original run. But those people are kind of slightly out of that 18 to 49 demo, so they were like, oh, okay, well, they're older now. But, mm-hmm. like, apparently, like, New York and L.A. weren't even the top 20 cities that watched it. It was, like, everyone in the middle of the country. I, like, read all these yeah. demographics about it. I went deep into this wormhole of, like, why did so many people watch it? And apparently, like, everyone in the middle of the country was like, I want to watch Roseanne. Because, I really yeah, relate to this. Those are sort of the people that have taken, like, the front seat, like, in politics. Like, the middle America, like, blue-collar family. Yeah. Just, like, they're... That's she were really also tapped into in. something that, yeah. like, people wanted to see on TV was something that was lacking. Like, listen, I love Blackish. I think it's great. But it's a rich, very, very rich family. Like, every... Literally, in, if you watch the set of that show, every room in their t- in their house has a TV in it. Like, a flat screen. Like, I don't relate to that family. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not just because they're black, but just because they're filthy fucking rich. They all have cars. Even the grandma has a fucking BMW. Like, they're all rolling. And I'm like... I don't relate to this family. So when you talk politics to me, I'm like, I shut down because I'm like, I don't 
you're so rich. Well, from yeah. what I've fresh read, off the boat is like not really true to the immigrant experience either. Like, well, from what I've read about Blackish, part of the show, part of what the show wrestles with is trying to reconcile um, one privilege with the lack of another. So they are a black family. So right. they they are not privileged in so far as they are black. No, but, they point out how rich they are, but they're privileged um, in terms of their class. So how do they reconcile? I mean, it's it's very much like. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, like yeah. They're, they're filthy rich living in Bel-Air and they are living, they take in their nephew who is coming from um, West Philadelphia who is as poor as possible. Right. And there's that tension that exists between them throughout the entire series, especially in that first episode because Will sees his Uncle Phil's affluence as a betrayal of his blackness, his black identity. And then Modern Family, like all their houses are just like ridiculous. Oh, don't even get me started. I'm like, like they're all Modern Family, rich. I think yeah. it's a fun show. Yeah, Modern Family that is hasn't been cute. good in two years, but like Modern Family three. is cute. It's fun to watch, but th that is not a fucking Modern Family. Right. Particularly because you have a gay, a gay son, like that makes it a Modern Family. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I think Roseanne really, for me, like I was watching it and I was like, this kind of really taps into like my family. I saw a little bit of my family in it, and I was like, I can see why the rest of America really related to it. So yeah. when people are like, I don't get the Roseanne thing, I'm like, I do get it. Oh no, I completely, completely get the Roseanne it. thing. And I get the curiosity that made 26 million people watch the first episode of the reboot. She was smart. She was like, I'm going to make her a Trump supporter. Because she knew everyone that was a Trump supporter was going to watch because they were going to be in it. And she knew all the other people that were not Trump supporters were going to be like, I want to... I uh, this is not the Roseanne I loved. I'm gonna tune in just to spite her. Yeah. So she was fucking smart about it. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, she's I a mean, raging lunatic. Yeah, I mean, but I'm, she's a genius. Well, like, I, you can't I, deny yeah. it. I'm ambivalent about the reason that she gave for being a Trump supporter because she says she says that the reason Roseanne the character is a Trump supporter is because the TV show Roseanne has always been true to the life of like a lower middle class family like yeah. she's trying to represent middle America yeah. and she goes these are the people who voted for Trump yeah. so she she said it would be disingenuous and it wouldn't be authentic for us but to I portray a family that is her. that is okay. not divided I agree. I agree with her however I disagree that Roseanne would have ever been a Trump supporter she was always her character was always liberal there are jokes in like the in seasons one, two, and three about hating Republicans. Um, there, there's like one joke right. when they they have a tornado coming, and um, Dan is like, tornadoes are are wild and they're unpredictable and they destroy everything. She goes, you mean like George Bush? Like she makes that joke in season one. She was always, always radically liberal on the show, and there are so many political episodes. Dan right. was always the one who was more conservative leaning. Dan is always the one who had. Um, who was uncomfortable with having gay people over the house. Dan was always the one who like adamantly did not want his son to turn out gay. So if you're going to like portray a family divided, like Dan should have been the Trump supporter. Maybe yeah. even Jackie could have been the Trump supporter because even Jackie in the original series is uncomfortable with her friend Nancy being a lesbian. Roseanne is always the one who's trying to convince her family like, no, there's nothing wrong with being gay. No, there's nothing wrong with being this way. That's like, fair. So to like... I didn't buy. The I think reason the reason she, she gives on the show is like she just says like, "Oh, he was gonna bring change." Like she doesn't really delve deep. Yeah. She doesn't deep dive into like why she voted for Trump. She kind of gives like a weird general answer. Also, which like, I kind sure, of buy. Yeah, yeah, I think it's believable that somebody like back then maybe who was liberal, like just as anyone else, any other person like living in America, maybe like the tides turned for them and they were like, you know what, there hasn't been change in a while, and I'm gonna right. vote for this person. And you like, think she's older now? People change when they get older. Like, it's, yeah. it's not like, weird. I mean, it's not like, has other, I don't watch the show, but have other things come up, like, 
better liberal leaning like oh 100 the second episode there's a gender fluid the okay. gender fluid grandson and she completely supports him yeah so, so it's, it's like, like a weird like, i wouldn't say completely well not completely but she has a moment where she's like oh i can just just let him be him you right know? We're, we're gonna back you up no matter what yeah so it's just an, it's an interest it was interesting and they aired them back to back and i was like well, that's fascinating no I, I think it was interesting too and it doesn't enrage me nearly as much as i, I think that people who are enraged over the roseanne reboot i don't think they watch are it. Either they didn't watch it or they're completely misinterpreting it because the argument that the Roseanne reboot is normalizing Trump and Trump supporters is problematic. First of all, that's not the mission statement of the reboot. And secondly, like that's not the point. The point is to portray what a class, what what a family divided is like. And yeah. considering I am a member of a family that is divided, and by divided I mean everyone in my family supports Trump and I don't. Like I'm the one person on that side. I can recognize just how complicated the issue is. On one hand, it's really easy to say like, oh yeah, Trump supporters, they're deplorables and they're inbred and they're lunatics. But I come from two parents who are Trump supporters and they're not right. and deplorable they're not, like, and inbred yeah, and lunatics. They're not I think they're, right? I think they're yeah. very ignorant and I think that they are misguided. But at the same time, I've heard a lot of what they say and I think that they, I can see why they voted for him. Why they still support him is beyond me. That's crazy. But, yeah. you know, like I... It's a lot more complicated than people who had the privilege of growing up in a liberal family are willing to understand. And I think that's part of what the show is trying to get at. And I related to the show more because I come from that kind of family. Right. Mm -hmm. Christina, what are some of your favorite sitcoms? Sitcoms? Yeah. I honestly, like... Because you loved All in the Family growing up. I did. I loved All in the Family. I loved. I used to love the Cosby Show. I gotta say, I like, that's a hard it's one. Really, it's a really tough. But like, that's a hard one. Listen, it was a good show. It was. I know. It's it a, was. You have to leave it. You have to leave it there, though. Yeah, I know. Like, I mean, Cosby Show and Roseanne were neck and neck for a long time too. Were they ratings. really? Yeah. I also like. I mean, this is terrible. Aside from All in the Family, but I'm not a huge fan of shows with laugh tracks. Like, really? Uh. Yeah. I never like. I don't know. It gets annoying now. I think like the newer shows, like anything pretty much after 2000 really annoys me. Yeah, like the Big Bang Theory, I want to kill myself. I, well, I, I, think, yeah, I think it's very sad like that you don't trust your show enough to like trust that people would be willing to laugh at it organically. Yeah. So yes. you need a laugh track. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, and they say it's filmed in front of a live studio audience, but yeah. they, they layer it. So are my balls. Yeah. yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> no, but yeah, no, I think... I love, I mean, I like Friends. I like Seinfeld. Friend, it's weird because Friends is not holding up. Yeah. Like, as the years go on, I feel like more and more people are like, yeah, that show was just trash. I've Whereas never, growing I've never, up, I, I never, never liked Friends. I never got into really? Friends Really? Yeah, neither did I. I like did. And I hate Seinfeld with a bleeding passion. Oh, that's funny. I love, I love Seinfeld. Seinfeld. I, it's I like maybe one of Seinfeld. my least favorite shows. Wow, um, okay. Well, I think that the, the issue that we experienced when we were recording last week is that a lot of the issues are just kind of recycling at this point. So I I said I, at one point in the episode, I found it funny how every time Archie does something which, ridiculous, which is every 30 seconds, Gloria starts crying and she goes, Mom! Like she, like she, goes, she goes to her mom and I'm like, I, I find that funny that she keeps going to Edith as if Edith has any power or but clout. But she does. And she does. Power. And she, yeah. and because like, when you said that, I was I'm like, hold up. Because then she's then, seen away from her solving yeah. this Yeah, history. she's always like the term. She's always the one that like sits down and breaks Archie like... Right. I mean, it's funny. I it's funny. This I think this is the first time I was watching them, and I was like, Archie and Edith are just such a real couple mm -hmm. because like they're both ugly. <laughs> no, but they're realistic. Like, they're, That's how my grandparents right. are. Like they married each other, but they were so young. Like they didn't know. They had no idea. They're beautifully like ugly together. Yeah. In a weird way. Yeah. It was like because back then it was just like companionship. 
Yeah. You know, it's not as, like, complicated as it is now, the way we look at relationships, like, every nuance, like, oh, like, do they support me creatively? Do they support me? Like, <laughs> I don't know, you know? It's just like, right. no, we just fucking, we lived close to each other, and, like, you were Catholic and white, and... <laughs> yeah. We lived close to each other, and you were Catholic and white. That's the, I do want that. I do I want that. We lived close to each other, and you were Greek Orthodox. Yeah. And white. Like, my, no. and my <laughs> mom, my mom, like, thought, my mom approved of you. Right. Yeah. Like, I guess oh, this is it sad. was easy then. I know. It's so sad. Now, yeah, it really is like, oh, does he have a good job? I know. Does he have career goals? Does he, he lives have off ambition? the G, so oh, I don't know. Fuck him. Absolutely not. No, Astoria is too far. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's I want like, to find someone Greek, but I also don't want to go to Astoria. Yeah, that's like long distance relationship. That is long distance. You, because your boyfriend lives like in Brooklyn in a different part. In Crown Heights, yeah. yeah that's not. Um, but I also, the, like, the last person I seriously dated lived in Harlem. So that was. That's right. Yeah. And I was living in Diker Heights at my par- with my parents at the time. So commuting from Diker Heights, which is in, like, the Ooh. butthole of Brooklyn, all the way to Harlem. Um, which is like on the very top of Manhattan. It was the ninth circle no, of hell. I know because I'm. I mean, I'm not seeing. I am kind of seeing somebody that lives in Harlem, and that wake up and that dry, that subway ride home. Every it's just like it's oh, a lot. Fuck. It really it's exhausting. You really got to plan that. It's like a planning. Yeah. Pr- it's a process. It really is. I used to hook up with somebody in Harlem. I think I told you this. I woke up like in Harlem on Martin Luther King Day, like, climbed out of bed, this weird dude, and I was like, bye, like, doing my walk of shame through the streets of Harlem, and I was like, I just felt like I was doing, doing good for the world. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I was doing nothing. Doing nothing. I was on Frederick Douglass Boulevard doing nothing. Literally. I was just like, Um, yeah, and that's just white, white (laughs) privilege in a nutshell. I want to know how, when did Mike and Gloria... Did that? Did Gloria talk to Edith before saying like they're gonna live together? No, they didn't. Yeah, she like dropped because a huge she... bomb. She's like, "Oh, but we're gonna live with you for the next four years." <laughs> right, and because that's how it. I think that's how it gets solved. Because Edith was so happy about it that she definitely like that night with Archie in bed was just like gave him a good blowjob and was like, "Do this for me, Archie." That's like all I can. <laughs> that's all I can imagine, imagine happened. Edith. Honestly. <laughs> I'll watch you. Like, like, really, because she let because he lets her he he lets him back in to eat the duck because Edith is like please Archie I don't ask for much and then I'm pretty sure like living for four years she had to get she had to give him a blowjob yeah one hundo gave him a blowjob that night Edith it was like bottomed for Archie on Edith, multiple occasions one hundred no I think she pegged Archie that night <laughs> I think she one hundred percent put on a strap on pegged Archie and was like Tied- Mike's gonna stay here for four years. <laughs> I think Tied the it only to her reason, forehead and bent him over. I think the oh only reason God. that relationship worked is because Edith just like Edith had to be putting out. She had to be doing something behind the scenes. That oh, we she pounds him like into the moonlight. Like, yeah. I can't. I don't ask for much. I don't ask for much, but Archie, and then she blows him, and he's like, "Do whatever. He can live <laughs> Take here." Take the credit card. That's what. <laughs> that's yeah. That's what happened. That's the implied scene that we're missing from this episode. It has yeah. to be the miss- No, otherwise it makes no sense. Because you're like, well. We're missing like yeah. seventeen arguments in, in the middle of this. Yes. I love that Archie started singing what's it God Bless America. Like mm-hmm. that was so I was literally dying. Still a better you know, still better than Fergie. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to throw that in there. Jesus. Yeah. Poor Fergie. She peaked at that music video that featured Milo Ventimiglia. Which one was that? Um Big Girls Don't Cry, I think. Oh god, that's I so love old. that song. I'm yeah. sorry. No, I, I know, but the music video for that was like <laughs> Milo Ventimiglia was just, like, hot and, like, tattooed boyfriend who's, like, leaving her. Oh, really? Yeah. 
That makes sense. Pre This Is Us. Definitely jerked off to that video. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Probably. I hope you know. Now he's just like that dad that died in a fire. And This Is Us? Is, yeah. it, is it a fire? Do they answer nobody, the question? And nobody cares anymore. Like, they dragged that out for so long because they knew people were still watching because they wanted to know how he died. Every week was like, you get another tidbit of how he dies, I feel. Yeah. Sorry if I just spoiled it. No, I see. No, I see. That's every okay. I don't recap, plan on watching This Is Us anyway. I hated no, it. I really watched the bad. first like eleven episodes and I was like, I can't do this. I liked the first season, but then it's just like there's no complexity anymore. Like the the girl, the fatter character, like her whole plot line is still just like, how do I get thin? Like that's what I hated about. Oh, it. that's like, like the new Amy Schumer movie that's coming out. I, I feel, feel pretty. Yeah, no, I was. Can we can we just talk for a moment about how Amy Schumer is probably one of the least funny and least talented people on the market right now? <laughs> I hate okay, her. I, I fucking hate her. I thought Trainwreck was a god awful movie. I don't. I find didn't her... like Trainwreck. Yeah, at all. No. it was yeah. awful. It was and like... I and everyone was like, oh, like Trainwreck. This is like as good as Bridesmaids. And I'm like, first of yeah. all, nothing will ever be as good as Bridesmaids. Least <laughs> of all this piece of shit film. And I just don't think there's anything funny or original. Like her whole shtick, like. I'm a woman, but I'm really vulgar, and I have no emotional attachment to sex, and I don't care what my body looks like. Like, you're not fucking original. Like, she thinks that she's unique, and she's not. I'm like, comedians- She also steals jokes. Com- yeah, right? she, she does. There's, there's like this one joke in Trainwreck that everyone was writing about on Facebook, maybe just my Facebook friends, but the part when she goes, can I get a mimosa without the OJ? And everyone like thought that was the funniest joke ever. I'm like, she fucking stole that from Mad TV. There's a Mad TV skit where they parody Rachel Ray, on $40 oh, a day yeah. and I'm like yeah she steals jokes she's not funny um, and like this I Feel Pretty movie I think it needs to be cancelled because I think that this movie will start a nuclear war No, forget, I... about the, forget about that other movie with Seth Rogen like this is the movie that is going to get us bombed I was also talking with a group of girls last night about this and we were all like you know it's crazy that like she started the example of like an unpretty girl like it's not like she's like a total fucking troll that you know she has to hit her head and wake up to like feel beautiful, you know what I mean? Right. They like portray like she's not believably ugly enough to feel like that bad about herself. That's the thing. Like if you're yeah. saying that she's like the ugly duckling, like how do you think the rest of like women in America feel who are like, oh, actually, I I thought she was really pretty, but I guess like she's not she's ugly unattractive and, at all. Yeah, and like it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Alex, is, I know. You know Alex the, is sitting there like, yes, she is. You know, and <laughs> she, she's not. But though. she's not like. But like, there are worse looking people. Exactly. And it's like that's right. the message that you're sending. You're like, no, oh, you're a fucking troll. There are people in Walmart <laughs> in you know North Dakota right now that are for sure disgusting. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Absolutely. If she's the barometer of like ugly. No, everybody like, I'm like, what the fuck am I, a garden gnome? Yeah, Yeah, and like, again, like, what's the message behind this movie? Like, if you love yourself, other people will love you. I think it's like, if you're confident enough, yeah, if you you take a spin class, you'll be fine. Like, no. If you're confident enough, like, people, which is another problem, and this is like, I've always had a problem with the RuPaul saying, like, sweetie, how can you expect other people to love you if you don't love yourself? That's like, low-key victim blaming. Like, like, oh, like, you're too insecure, therefore no one is going to love you and you don't deserve love because, like... I think... I was talking about this with someone yesterday. I think we have taken self-love a little too far. Yeah, like, we put everything else on hold until, like, you know, we're a fully formed person and it's like, no you're one never, will ever be. No, you're never going to be a fully formed person. Like, self-love is, like, people... You know, self-care and self-love, people are taking it way too far. Yeah. People are like, oh, well, I don't... I don't want to get attached because, like, I haven't learned to love. Like, no, bitch. Like, mm, come on. I know. I almost feel, and I feel like it's a good sentiment, but I feel like even my find myself using that as like an excuse. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not like I'm not ready to like get back out there. So I need to like 
Learned how to love myself first. Well, that's also, I mean, like, every time I had a bad dating experience, people would be like, you just have to learn how to love yourself, and then, like, everything will be fine. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not fucking easy. Like, I have a whole bunch of insecurity issues. (laughs) I I just hated that. But again, it was, it's perpetuated by, like, the shallow, like, RuPaul, like, sweetie, if you don't love yourself, no one else is going to love you. Like, I fucking hate that. I fucking hate that shit. Um, like that made me so angry. So yeah, fuck Amy Schumer. She's not funny. She needs she fuck Amy Schumer. She's not funny. She's not funny. She needs to join Katy Perry on the island of misfit and obsolete toys because <laughs> they <they're... laughs> it's Fergie, it's Katy Perry, it's Amy Schumer. Who else is on that island? Seinfeld. Sorry, I, friends. Bitch. Friends. The all friends. I mean, friends is kind of getting there. Yeah. Um, Jennifer Aniston's still doing those smart water commercials and literally hasn't aged a day. Um, Except she can't, like, move her face. <laughs> she's so beautiful to look at, but then she tries to talk in those commercials, and she's like, how did I stay like this over the years? Smart water. It's like, yes. My mom does a really Courtney good Cox impression of her ratchet. smile. Let's just no, say, Courtney, Courtney Cox. Cox looks bad. Courtney Cox, I will say, this is actually, oh my god, it's April 15th. We're recording this on April 15th. This is the seven-year anniversary of when Scream 4 came out. <laughs> Why do you know that? <laughs> because I love the Scream movies and I need I you all to stop judging me. No, but so season, so Scream Four was when Courtney Cox had she at one point was like lying down and her face was just like, ah! and that was seven years ago. She looks bad. She's she did not bad start since, early. She has looked bad since Scream Two, if you ask me. I think like, no, she, or Scream, Scream Three. Scream, Scream Three. Sorry, she looks yeah. bad. But because no, Scream Two, she was hot as fucking Scream Two yeah, with that was. white fucking tucked in with the black cheeks yeah, and that yeah, highlighted yeah, hair, yeah, yeah. that early two thousands highlighted hair. I lived for that look. Okay, Gail fair. Weathers. You're right. And that flip phone, I was like, oh, Gail Weathers. Yeah, I that, love, she's I like running around that. the college campus trying to oh, find my, the killer. Bitch, while anytime Randy I wear like a, a tucked in white V neck, I just strut down like yeah. Gail Weathers. I live serving Gail, serving Gail, <laughs> serving meteorologist with your Gail Weathers <laughs> and my big tail. And your your glory. <laughs> Pigtails. How do we make her look younger? Give the bitch pigtails. <laughs> pigtails make everyone look younger. Maybe skirt. Amy Schumer should have pigtails so she looks younger so she and therefore pretty. more desirable. No, so it's she funny feels pretty. That movie's gonna go one of two ways. It's either like gonna be amazing or really just trash. It's trash. Oh no, there's already tons of white women on the subways that I've overheard talking about. Like it's Oh, it's trash. Best. No, like it's amazing. They're oh, like, really? Oh my god, I can't wait to see. It. I feel pretty. Okay. That just, it, but it's not something. It just speaks to that specific like demographic. Well, right. Like, it's kind of like girls, like Lena Dunham. Yeah. It speaks to that certain specific demographic. And oh, she's another one who needs to go on that. She's island. on that island. No, she's on, on that island. She, she's been on she that island. She started that island. <laughs> Let me tell After you. the Murray Miller tweet, like she was on that island. Oh, have you said you? Do you follow the Twitter? Um, Lena Dunham apologizes. <laughs> I love. <laughs> That's it's a great so Twitter page. It's so funny. It's it's like them. It's like made up Lena Dunham apologies. <laughs> Wait, that's so, it's I so right funny because it's like Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham <laughs> apologizes for going to China and saying she was in Japan. Like <laughs> it's like stupid shit. Lena Dunham's like, and then the, some of them are just like real. Some of them are like Lena Dunham apologizes for saying she wishes she had an abortion. It's like real fucking life. Right, yeah, and the game is trying to decide which one is real and which one actually is real. No, pretty much. I really thought it was real until I saw one that was, like, pretty ridiculous, and then I I texted my friend about it, and he was like, oh, no, they're all fake, and I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Whatever. So anything else in this episode of All in the Family that's worth discussing? 
Um, oh. Because again, I, I thought I, it was hilarious. I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, it was I'm a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And again, it was political, but the politics, like you've said before, um, season two, the politics are kind of on the periphery. They take of the a backseat. I think they needed this episode a lot to really just delve into like the just the premise of the show to be like, yeah, this is how it all kind of went down. How the fuck mm-hmm. did we get here? How exactly. did we get here? Because I feel like a lot of people probably sent in like letters and they were like. This makes no sense. Why are they living together? You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. they were just like, let's address it. Let's really just do an episode and address it. I love a good flashback episode. Yeah. They have se- I love the 70s, like, yeah, the wave. The wave. Ugh, yeah. I, ugh, I die. I die for a 70s flashback wave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And somehow, like, that became the standard. I love it. It's so, it's just like, you know exactly what you're getting into. Yeah. I'm, like, surprised they didn't, like, throw a sepia filter over it. <laughs> yeah right no so they just gave her pigtails and they were like this is the yeah, past yeah they're like this is enough <laughs> <laughs> this looked like a year ago Gloria and yeah it was literally like maybe a year ago and now that you're a married ago, woman maybe. you let your hair down girl yeah you put a long dress on and you let your hair down oh, <laughs> yeah exactly you I, cover I, those knees meanwhile I, I love how it goes from like Gloria help me with this roast duckling to we're ordering Chinese food I'm done with this yeah this is <laughs> one year one into your marriage you're like we're yeah. ordering fucking well, chow but, but they think that the, they the think that the duck the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they think that the Chinese food is for a special occasion though they're like since it's a special occasion we're right. gonna we're gonna eat with chopsticks and I'm like that's that's not how yeah. a special occasion First works all, Chinese in my house. food never for a special occasion maybe in the 70s but like no Chinese food is like last resort like oh, Chi- yeah, I'll get fat ch- yeah and Chinese food cake. is like I just got home from work at 11.30pm and this is the only thing that's open <laughs> yeah, in my seriously. neighborhood that cake was sad <laughs> that cake was sad oh, they, yeah, talk about, <laughs> I'm sorry that was a Sarah Huckabee Sanders cake if I've ever seen one <laughs> it was one. just like a pile of like like runny doo-doo it, it was just like a, a brown circle with a candle in it. But I've seen Entenmann's cakes that look literally better than that. Like the yeah. chocolate fudge Entenmann cake looks so much better than that. I know. It's like, oh, you couldn't, you know. You couldn't splurge and get a Costco <laughs> cake. Eat it. Fuck you. I know. Well, my mom made a comment years ago about how my mom's like, God, you would think like Edith spends so much time in the kitchen. You think she would make something that like actually looks appetizing. Oh, all, no. of, all of her dinners Ugh. look fucking disgusting. I don't think she's very good. I think they pointed out in one episode that she sucks. Yeah. And I think that part of that though is because like Archie makes... <laughs> <laughs> she just, she sucks. <laughs> Did she just kill her? She's, but they do. That's, they they do. No, that's David just... <laughs> Standalone. I think they pointed out in one episode that she just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every episode. Like, and that's why they kill her off at the end of the series. Like, literally, there's spoiler like, alert. No, the they already know. Time Archie has like a good meal. Oh my god. That's the finale. But I also think part of it is because he demands shitty food. Like he demands that his steak right. be yeah, well he, like, done. His steak is well done. He eats ketchup with eggs. Pork like, and beans. Wait, I eat ketchup with eggs. Yeah, Sa- I, I know. I do too. But he and, eats ketchup with steak, and that's a problem. And I know you eat ketchup with steak, but that's a I used to do that when I was younger. Okay, well, 25 is young. But then I I reached the age of reason. (laughs) Um, My mom actually still cooks steaks well done. No, so does my grandmother. I actually, meat, I prefer, I actually prefer that to rare steaks. Really? Mainly because okay, medium, last this, medium well. Is this past summer, I, yeah. this past I summer, I had an intestinal parasite, and now I'm uh, uh, terrified of like any oh my God, kind did of meat. You lose so much weight. No, it wasn't one of those parasites. It was just the one <laughs> like, that caused oh, like, like bloating and abdominal tape? discomfort. <laughs> oh, it was, it was a just a tapeworm. Like every day, I'm like, I hope I get a tapeworm. I have a big event. Oh God, no! I had Christmas this year. Like, literally Christmas Eve or two days before Christmas, I had, like, sushi or something. 
I personally, I went, I think, I, I don't know. I think I went over to our friend's house and I think their food, I don't know what happened, but Christmas dinner, we were at like our friend's house and they have a bathroom that's right next to their dining room table. Like literally like bathroom is right there. And I wanted to go upstairs, but like, they were just like, no, use the bathroom downstairs. And I, guys, was just leaking. Like, honestly. It all I just fell was, out. It was <laughs> awful. Like, I was like, oh my God, I'm never eating ever again. Like, like throwing a bucket of pennies into a pond. It was, yeah, no, literally, that's exactly what it felt like. It was, I sat down, it was just like, and like, for some reason, every, I don't know why the Greek people decided to stop talking for the first time in their lives, but everyone went silent, and I was like, and I was like, no! I I had one of those moments in the Flaming Saddles bathroom in the basement. Oh my god, that's disgusting. I, yeah, I had a friend that like, literally got the shits at the bayou in WeHo one time, and it was like, this is disgusting. No one should be ever shitting here. I know, like, uh, as far as you're concerned, no one in that place poops. <laughs> right. Considering I just, I literally just had sex in the bathroom of Club Coming, and I can confirm, no one should ever shit in that bathroom. This is a warning, everybody. Okay, well, now I don't know what I'm going to do this weekend. I guess I have to find new plans. Don't go to Club Coming. <laughs> for your bowel movements. Use the bathroom on the further end. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> You'll hear from us next week, <laughs> all on the podcast. You'll hear from us next week where I'll, I'll add another bar to the list of bars you shouldn't have <laughs> bowel movements in. Like grotesque bowel movements. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for joining thanks us. Thanks for having me. Where should we follow you on Twitter or anything like that? Um, uh, at K Sergal. Sergal. Not Kurgle. Not Kurgle. Okay, great. So it's C-E-R-G-O-L. Yeah. I'm funny sometimes. <laughs> Your Facebook best <laughs> is pretty funny. I know. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I think give, you're definitely funnier than Amy Schumer. I like, give too much life to my Facebook, and I don't know why, because it's dead. What? Oh, Facebook is dead. I feel like I need to be tweeting or something. I'm sorry. I read my Twitter sometimes. Like, I sometimes will scroll through my own Twitter, because I'm petty, and I'll be like, I should have 18,000 followers. I know. <laughs> There's no reason I should be strolling downtown with 500 followers. I'm funny. I know. I'm like, Amanda Bynes has like a billion followers, and she just posts shit like, Drake I want Drake to murder my vagina. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, she's back on social media. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Oh, yeah, thank this God. is good. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Just let's end this so we can start looking through her Twitter. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Bye, Bye guys. guys. <laughs>